Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast and to our listeners all across America and around the world. Now, I have a very special group as our guest today. They are students in the public relations program at Eastern Michigan University. This all began when I read an article in a public relations newspaper that said that EMU students were taking steps to both raise the visibility and uh, boost the participation in their public relations curriculum. So I thought, thought this was unusual, and it got my attention, so I reached out and had a chat with Professor Lolita Cummings. So today, she and several members of her PR program are with us today from Ypsilanti, Michigan. So with that, I'll now ask Professor Cummings to introduce herself and each of the students to introduce themselves. So Professor Cummings, you're on. Hello, Peter, and thank you so much for inviting us to your Public Relations Review podcast. I am Lolita Cummings, a professor of public relations at Eastern Michigan, and I have been there for 28 years now. Okay, next. Hi, my name is Nina Scarpelli. I am a third-year student at Eastern pursuing a PR major with a marketing minor. And uh, Eastern has been an aspiration for mine, the university, and the PR program is where I call home. So I'm glad that and I appreciate for your invite for us to be on this podcast, sir. Thank you. Next. Hi, Peter. My name is Erin. I'm a podcast. I am a senior at Eastern Michigan University, and I study media studies and journalism with a minor in PR. Okay. And the next person. Hi, Peter. My name is Anaya Fuller. I am a senior majoring in public relations with a minor in sport management, and thank you for having us on your podcast. Well, great. Well, let me ask that question, the first question. Since I read that article, what? how did it come about that somebody decided we needed to have more people in the program and perhaps more people needed to know about the program? How, how did that happen? I'll get us started. Um, you know, I think it, it was what has changed so much of the world for all of us right now. It was COVID. Because when COVID hit in March of 2020, our program was fine. We've always been a fairly small program with about 90 or so majors and minors, which is, is a small, you know, fairly small for a university of our size. But when COVID came, everything at the university shut down. And we had our classes remote. We held our classes remotely for almost two years. And in that time, we didn't have an opportunity to interact with our students in a way in which we normally do. I had always had a marketing and visibility campaign going continuously for our program because it's always good to let students at the campus know that public relations is an option, let them know what public relations is because many students often do not so that they could see if it was best for them. But because we weren't on campus, there was no one doing that. So when I got back on campus and started to teach in person in September, that was just September of this year, and started to look at our enrollment numbers, I was concerned. And I I had a feeling that I knew that there would be something there because the enrollment at the entire university is lower than it has been ever. And it's not just Eastern Michigan, it's all the universities or almost all the universities in our state. The larger ones, Michigan State, University of Michigan, 
their enrollments have not been affected. But all of the other um, mid-sized universities, which is what we are, their enrollment numbers are down. But it was something that, of course, I couldn't and I didn't even want to look away from. It was something that we had to address. And I happened to be teaching um, a writing for public relations course that has mostly juniors and seniors in it. And it was a fairly small course, about eight, nine students, and decided, you know what, instead of working on, you know, hypothetical assignments, fictional assignments, we're going to do some real-life academic service learning, and we're going to use the public relations program, the one that they are familiar with, the one that they love, the one that they support, and we're going to use that as our class project and get others to know about it and to love it as well. And once I put that out, the students took off and they ran with it, and I could not be more proud of them. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, now that we understand what the motive was, how did you go about, how did the students go about designing the program? Let, let's talk about that. Okay, so what we did, and then I'm going to let them say exactly, tell you exactly what they did, but what I did was I laid it out to them just as I have just laid it out for your listeners and said, what are we going to do? You all are in the program. You, I want you to market and to promote to your peers who think very similarly to what, you, to what you think, who are looking for what you have. How do you get that going? And Nina, one of the students on this, this podcast, took a dry erase marker, went up to the front of the board, and asked her classmates, okay, what do we do? How do we... What tools, what strategies do we use to try and bring more visibility to our programs to try and increase their numbers? And by the time that one class period was over, that board was full of ideas of what they wanted to do. But, of course, as we know, with public, effective public relations programs, you don't start in the middle with your actions. Every public relations program starts with research and it ends with evaluation. So once we had up there what we wanted to do, then we took a step back and said, okay, what don't we know? What research do we need to conduct to find out why the program numbers are so low, what the other students want, how do students get their information? That way we'll know what communication venues to try and communicate with them, all of those questions. And so then the students, they created the surveys, they implemented them, they asked the right questions, and then we went further. Mm-hmm. It sounds good so far. Now, what are some of the next steps that you took? Nina, you uh, want to start? Yeah, I can go ahead and start. So the way Lalia put it was perfectly. As from a student's perspective walking into writing for PR class, I think my first notice was noticing how little students were in my class. It was only about eight of us. And a lot of my thought came into, like, I thought there would be more PR majors in talk or more people in the PR program. So when she brought up this task of the campaign and we all were willingly took it, we wanted to take it in our own hands. So we really reflected personally what was the reason why we got into PR. What do we think about public relations in that aspect? So it was a really big deal for us to definitely do the research honed in through the survey, figuring out questions like what are different grade levels, what other majors, other individuals are partaking in that could be similar to PR, such as business or marketing, and see why is PR not on the top of many students' heads at first. And we really did find out that 
a lot of students just don't know PR exists. That was definitely something that we both all collaborated on, that we need to make it heard what is PR, what is public relations, what is the career field. So that's where we definitely took the lead on it. And if Aaron, if you want to continue on how we did that, it was definitely an experience for all of us, and we all partake. I'll hand it over to Aaron to speak on her part. Okay. So I really enjoyed doing the surveys. What we did was we printed out, like, multiple uh, surveys, and we went around campus, you know, just kind of, you know, handing the surveys to students and kind of, um, their interest in PR, and I would have to say it was very interesting to see how little people knew about PR, and so my mind went to, oh, yeah, so nobody know about it, so this is why maybe the PR program numbers are down. I know it was COVID, but just that as well, and then we kind of just took it from there, so that was really nice. Okay. Uh, yes, I just want to jump back to when we were in class and we were and we had to write on the board like we knew what PR was well we were yeah we knew what PR was and Nina was writing on the board and I remember like it being a circle and in the middle of the circle it was key ideas and actions and then around the circle um, Nina and the rest of the class we were just writing down like ideas for the PR program and how can we improve it and who did we want to collaborate or connect with. So we said things like we can do activities such as um, interact and role play. We can do information sessions to for more students to learn more about the PR program like um, info ta uh, information tables and defining and having students define what PR is. We can reach out to the audience and there's two different audience audiences that we reach out to. We reached out to college and we also reached out to high school and professors as well. We collab we um, said that we can collaborate with other majors and student orgs for them to get an idea of knowing what PR is. And we did a lot of campaigning, flyers, press releases, mass emails. And we also reached out to the media, such as our our, our public relations Instagram page, mm -hmm. just to just for everyone to be aware. And now that we're doing this campaign, and knowing that we wanted to increase the role, the numbers of our PR program. Okay. Now, when you said you reached out to the media, uh, you said that was your, your um, on-campus newspaper. How about the uh, newspaper surrounding your, your city? Or, and if it was just the uh, campus newspaper, what sort of message were you delivering in that newspaper? Erin, do you want to take that? Because yes, I, I will. So I wrote the, this is Erin speaking, I wrote the article in but my I, my classmates gave me the push to do so. So basically, I went to the editor in chief for the Eastern Echo here, and I sat down. I was like, "Hey, so um, I'm part of the PR program. We're doing this uh, thing, trying to increase the enrollment numbers for the program, and I think we're really making progress here. So I want to write about it." And the editor in chief was like, "Okay, great. We'll love to uh, hear about it." So wrote that article, got it out, and yeah, it was good. It was successful, I would say. Let me back up a second now. When you said you wrote the article, tell me about the message in the article that you wrote. That's that's what I also wanted to hear. What was the message you were delivering to the readers? So I would say, so our our goal was to increase enrollment, but I think that well, as I wrote about Nina, who went to the high schools, you know, we were going to high schools and um, trying to talk to these high school students. 
just kind of getting the word out there just past our university and, and talking to these high school students and telling them about it. I feel like we kind of really touch these high school students in a way. And, yeah, I think we're – I think we did good on that. So. Let, me, let, me, let me jump in there real quick because one of the things that we had some conversation about was, you know, what's newsworthy, right? I mean, so we have news values because not everything – is newsworthy. And so we had some discussions in class about how do we make, how, why is this news? And the students, I think, did a great job in, for, in, in drafting that message. And I think this may be what you're getting a little bit closer to, Peter, is drafting the message, drafting the headline, so that people could see that it was news. Because what's different in there? You know, it's the whole, you know, dog bites man, that's not news. But man bites dog, now you have yourself a story. And in here, it wasn't, you know, that, that, that the enrollment was down because the enrollment is down not just at our university, it's been down over the state and it's down over the country. But the news here was that the students in the program that they, that they were already enrolled in were taking the lead to try and get others to become aware of that program and to see if that was the right program for them. And so the students were then able to, you know, draft the headline which said, you know, EMU public relations students take action with PR interest campaign. That was the news and that was what they put into the lead. And I think that's why it was successful. Let me add to that and talking about very experiences because what you just said was a very, very important thing. Everything is not news. What is newsworthy? And as a PR professional, I've had that uh, face me many, many times. And so now how am I going to get this into the media? That's, mm -hmm. That is part of the job of a good PR person. And one of the benefits that you have, I mean, I don't know if you've worked in the, uh, the media in terms of newspapers or news or whatever, that you, you'll understand that, that just because you like it and think it's interesting does not mean that the media is going to like it and understand it. So part of a good media relations or public relations person is how do I make this newsworthy? So I think that as I listen to that and from based on my personal experiences, that is a huge lesson that needs to be learned by all PR people, particularly in the beginning. My students got it. Thank you. They got they And I, you know, like we, we, and I, I, I'm sure you guys remember, I mean, we talked about the headline and they were the ones that formulated that headline and they were adamant. I mean, I, I'm really proud of them because, you know, I treated this almost like a mini PR agency, you know, and the PR program was their client. They had the creative meetings where they came up with the ideas, but they also had to defend it. And they were able to defend the reason why they chose the wording that they did, and I think they were right on target. Mm -hmm. Well, some, some other things, and and a real quick brief thing about my background. As I said, I've been in public relations for a long, long time. At the time, I just didn't have the formal training, but but mm -hmm. because once I recognized I wanted something, I found a way to get it done. Part of my background is that, uh, believe it or not, without knowing a thing about it, I, uh, one of my first major PR jobs was with the National Education Association. Now, because Ooh. I had been in radio and some other things, I wound up being media relations manager for that national organization. From there, I went up to Capitol Hill. Of all places, me in Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill. <laughs> Didn't know a thing. <laughs> Didn't know a thing about legislation, but I knew something about PR. 
So what I did was I actually went to a lot of the news people and asked them, what are they looking for? And they would tell me. And what some of the news people told me this, they said, if you want uh, uh, the press to take your stuff, your piece, give them everything they need. In other words, it's got to be a decent story, details, interviews, everything that's ready to go for them because a lot of news people aren't that aggressive. And the more you can bring to them, the better off mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. That is, that's very true. So we talk about one and one of the things that, that I stress that my students are not always really, really um, excited about, but AP style, that's something very basic. But if the, the closer you can bring a news story or a news release and write it in a way in which it's going to appear in a news story, the more successful you're likely to be in getting that story placed. Mm-hmm. And so we do talk about writing an inverted pyramid, you know, capturing that lead, localizing that lead, writing an AP style, because those are the things that are going to make the journalist's job easier. And if you can make their job easier, your job is likely to be more successful. Now, how did you go about measuring the success of the campaign? Because I understood that, as you said, that you may have gone into some high schools as well. So how did you measure the, the different components of what you did? Yes, Nina actually did a presentation in the high school, and that's included in the article. And there were there are other camp components of the campaign as well. But what we're doing is we're going to, we want to give it an entire year because three months in a semester just isn't enough for us to measure um, the success of the entire campaign. And the campaign is going to continue with a class of graduating seniors. It's a capstone ca- class to the public relations major that begins in January and then end in April. So we're going to actually measure the success then, but here's what we're going to measure. Um, we're going to start the heavy part of the social media campaign in January. So that will run from January until April. And we're going to measure the engagement that we had on our social media pages, which is the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the beginning of the semester and at the end of the semester. We can mm-hmm. very easily measure the number of likes and how many increases that we've had. We're also going to measure the number of majors and minors that we have in the program that we started with in September and then that we end with in April. Right now, we, run, we have around 65, 67 majors and minors combined. Our objective because we know that we need a measurable objective in order to evaluate, the, truly evaluate the success of the campaign. The objective is to have an increase of at least 10%. We're hoping for more than that, but at least 10%. And so that gives us somewhere between six and seven additional majors and minors that we're hoping to um, see a difference in between September and between April. But I can already tell you anecdotally, I've already had students, because of this the work the students are doing right now. I've already had about three students contact me, ask me for academic advising because they want to change their major and their minor all to public relations. So Mm -hmm. we're already on our way there. Well, you know, that sounds really, really great. So uh, any other anecdotal comments you'd like to make about this? Because this is, uh, I'm I'm glad to hear about this, actually. Do you guys have anything you want to add? I will add uh, an additional thought. I just wanted to say, like, my favorite thing about doing this campaign was definitely having it done in our own hands. Like, Lolita definitely gave us the steering wheel to the ship, and we had to guide our way through. Uh, it was definitely an experience. I This is my first time having a PR class in person, 
So to finally be able to have this experience and this relatability of feeling like working and how she put it as like a mini PR firm, it was definitely an experience. And I think I can vouch for Aaron and Anaya. We'll definitely take this knowledge and use this later on in life in the public relations fields that we're going into. But it was just seeing the influence of working hard towards a campaign and already seeing some results. When I visit that high school, it was just so intriguing to see high school students, even though they are a few years into what they want to really go into for their lives, it was interesting to see them intrigued. They never knew about it. What? PR? It, you have a stance of what something's good, what is right in a business or marketing. or like It was very like innovatively thoughtful to think of how high school students would have reacted, and they reacted in such a positive way, and it exceeded my expectations, and they kept asking me, questions at the presentation more about what does the PR person do like more in depth and just seeing the little things that we've done through this campaign has had such a big impact so far so I would just have to say that's my favorite part of participating in this and I thank Lolita on giving us this challenge and it I we took it and we did it very willingly and I'm proud of us all well good I am I am very proud of them as well. Um, I mean, they really did an amazing job. I was, I was telling them, I mean, it's, it's hard to quantify, you know, if they were working in an actual PR agency that I, to assess a dollar value, but it's very um, valuable, the work that they were, the work that they did. And it, I also want to mention that it's, it's a collaborative effort across the university. You know, in public relations, you know, it's, the second word is, is relations, it's relationships, it's collaborations. And so we reached out to our, our registrar at the university and because the students had created just, you know, themselves had created a very professional looking flyer and the, the university registrar sent that out to all of the university's um, undecided majors and minors so that they would know that the public relations was an option and they would know, you know, what courses are involved and what the career path is and you know, what skills and abilities that you like or you're good at, you might want to do. And then also when Nina went out to the high school, she was able to take giveaways to those high school students that our athletics department supplied us with pom-poms and T-shirts and water bottles from the athletics department. So I'm really proud of how everyone at the university comes together to make to try and make sure that all that, that success is a part of what we all do and that we help everyone to get there. Mm-hmm. Let me just add a couple of other things that I've heard because of what I'm hearing so far, I think is very positive and the way to go. Uh, just in terms of learning experiences, obviously, uh, Professor Cummings, you've perhaps talked to them about getting internships, which I think is hugely important because that puts you in the real world. And not only are you doing the work, but then you can be evaluated in how you do the work. Uh, the other thing that I did that I think was hugely imp- uh, uh, helped me catapult myself in terms of PR and I actually did a, one of my podcasts on it several years ago is when you get a chance work in a political campaign in the communications department why is that important because a lot of times PR is about pressure you need to learn how to work in a pressure filled environment because it's hugely important learning to do deal with people how do you handle talking to the mayor or one of the members of Congress, or a city councilman, those kinds of things. Uh, when I worked in the presidential campaign, believe me, I learned a lot as a result of that. 
So, I mean, seriously, I'm dealing with the, the, the governor of, of Delaware. I um, met Joe Biden when I was uh, in the Clinton campaign. I, I was in Delaware. I ran the communications mm-hmm. for the state. So wow. but then you come back from that. I mean, now you have really, you know, been in the trenches and done some serious work because having done it at that level, you might not, you won't start there, but at least perhaps on the city council level locally, that's the way to get in and get your feet wet. Because now you've got to learn how to also prepare responses in a very short manner of time. How do you decide which information to get out and which not to get out? So it's a lot of things that have to happen in a very short period of time. So keeping up the, the, the regimen that you have done thus far, I, I certainly salute you and, and uh, Professor Cummings for the way you've gone about this. Well, thank you. And thank you for sharing that advice. I mean, I've, I often have um, guest speakers um, come into my class because I want, you know, the students obviously to hear from professionals um, who are in a lot of different areas, but I've not had one who worked in a political campaign or in, in the political arena. So I will definitely have to do this. So thank you so much for that tip, Peter. Well, I'll, I'll volunteer for that if you need a speaker. I can have done that virtually. I have, I've, as a result of this podcast and, and that, I have, um, and, and being in radio, I, I have no problem getting in front of people to speak. And here, I'm, I'm in Nashville now, but part of what I have done is I do have gone to, I don't know how many universities, to speak to students in public relations mm-hmm. classes. Because it's one thing to do your work in the class with your classmates, but then when you graduate, the real world is looking at you. So you need to be prepared prepared for that. And let me say this, too, because one of the things that I did when I was at the Department of Education was I had a chance to uh, uh, bring in, uh, bring in uh, interns. I mm. was surprised at the range of attitudes about interns. Some maybe wanted to do as little work as they could, there were some that couldn't wait to get started, and whatever you give me, I'm going to take it on. That's the yeah. one I want right there. I want that one right yeah. there who has the, you know, <laughs> takes it on. <clears throat> because if you, if, you, if you're not interested in doing the work, you, we don't need you here. Because right. this is about producing something. Remember yeah. this. People pay you for what you can do, not necessarily for what you know. So once you show up, you need to have some skills and background, and believe me, political background skills that you worked in a campaign pays off tremendously. So wherever you can get uh, some some hands-on skills, uh, take advantage of it. Wow. Well, I am excited about the, 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 the information that you're sharing with my students right now. And so I am, as we speak, writing a sticky note um, to contact <laughs> you later to ask you if you will if you will share with my classes next semester sometime between January and April. I would absolutely love it because it, it's so valuable. They need that. Not a problem. I've already been invited, as a matter of fact, for that note that I put in the PRSA about uh, the fact that, oh, by the way, the, the, the podcast, uh, Spotify let me know that uh, this podcast is among the 30% of the most followed podcasts that they have. So I was really, really excited about that. Uh, Congratulations. That's awesome. Congratulations. Well, That's so good. <laughs> seriously, I, I, I had no plan to do this, but when I say worldwide, I mean worldwide based on the data that I have. This, this podcast is heard by listeners in 122 countries. And what does that mean in terms of cities? One thousand nine hundred plus cities around the world. Somebody is listening to this to this podcast. So, 
uh, I never planned on it. It just happened. So I, I let people know that, uh, you know, starting out in my basement, so to speak, and my first podcast was me speaking to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how you get started, that, that, though, right? That's how you get started and have a plan as to how am I going to grow this thing. But anyway, I uh, certainly be more than happy to uh, you know do a virtual uh, presentation to your students. You just uh, give me a call, and we can we can make that happen. I will definitely do that. Thank you so much for the offer. Well, let me ask you: Are there any closing remarks that you have before we uh, call it a day? Do you all have any? Uh, I just wanted to thank you again for this opportunity to be on this podcast. I think speaking on behalf of Aaron, me, and Anaya, it is a definite opportunity for us to be able to say we've been on a podcast. So it's <laughs> definitely an experience. And thank you for recognizing our efforts and work on our campaign that we've done by looking at that newspaper that one day and noticing us. So we appreciate your recognition and what we've been doing. Well, thank you so uh, so very much for uh, being guest on the show today. Thank you. I just want to add something. This is Anaya. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for having us on this podcast. It's truly inspirational to um, listen to somebody that has a podcast that's um, related or that is public, that is about public relations. You know, you, you can't find too many podcasts like that. So very inspira- inspirational, and I will be listening to your podcast more. Oh, great. Thank <laughs> okay, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, All right. I just want to say I wrote the article. I didn't think that it would get the attention of like of you and your podcast or anybody of that sort. So thank you as well. That was very motivational, I have to say. Thank you. Well, absolutely. Let me just tell my guests today that they've been listening to the students in the public relations program for Eastern Michigan University. And if they enjoyed the podcast, I certainly would uh, like to get a note of, uh, from you that uh, you've appreciated and uh, also to share it with your uh, colleagues that uh, you did listen to uh, information about Eastern Michigan University students on the Public Relations Review podcast. So thank you again for listening and always stay with us for the next edition of the Public Relations Review podcast. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us.